you're listening to Metagalactic Marauders from Mario Plus Rabid Sparks of Hope, released on October 20th, 2022, composed by Gareth Coker. What's up, BG Maniacs? Welcome to another bonus episode of BG Mania, video game music podcast. I, of course, am your host, Brian, and joining me on the show, this might be your bonus episode debut. Catch him every month uh, on the movie bar with the Diet at Spedroth. <laughs> maybe. Was the Ease 4 episode that we did a bonus episode? No, that was a normal episode. Oh, I but think. I was with you on the Ease Origins episode. Which was a bonus episode. I Before think. I was regularly on the yeah. show. Dang, I thought it was your debut. Oh, well. Welcome to the show. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks. It's good to be back. Um, (laughs) You were just here a couple days ago. Yeah, you were just here. Yeah, it's been this run of uh, episodes has been fun. Um, Not having to. uh, It happens sometimes. (laughs) Um, Every once in a while, the stars align. And um, although I will be I will be glad for a break as you do your your. uh, um, Ah, Solo episode. Yeah. Next week. Is that the solo episode? Mm hmm. Solo episode okay. next week, yeah. 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 November 9th. I'm excited to listen to that one, time. too. It's going to be some going to be some great music, a game I'm really excited about that I won't spoil because I know how you do your thing. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I am I'm excited today because we are talking about two of my all-time favorite composers and another one that we really like. Um, indeed, and their indeed. soundtrack for a game I have not played yet, never played the prequel to, although heard great things about it. Yeah, I... Uh... I really enjoyed the first game so much so that if I don't know if you were listening at the time, but it came out. Frank and I had already started BG Mania and we both played it and we're like, huh, let's sit down and put together an episode right now. And that's what we did. But you know what I didn't do? Real quick, if you'd be so kind, head over to Apple Podcasts or whichever app you chose to listen to us on and drop us a quick rating and review. It really does help us out in terms of visibility so that this show continues to grow. And remember, we are on Patreon now as well. Patreon.com forward slash RPG era. Check out our tiers, see what we're doing. And if you feel inclined, toss us a couple bucks each month. If not, continue to listen to the episodes as they upload each week. Works on as well. And of course, special shout out to current executive producers, JexX and Zenku. I tried to get through that fast since we were already in the in the midst of talking about what we're doing yeah. a bonus episode on today, which is Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. <laughs> so I was expecting a musical cue. I've been binging the media files, catching up on things. <laughs> Every time Kyle mentions the topic, <laughs> add in the song that you picked for that episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, which, man. if you missed it, go check out the uh, most recent episode of the media files, which, Bedroth, you are on. 
As yeah, you guys talked about talked House about of the Dragon. House of the Dragon. It was a great conversation, man. And uh, definitely listen back to back to the one that came before that as well when Brian and Kaylee talked about Rings of Power. It wasn't um, me. Was yeah, Kyle. I, I, uh, yeah, Kyle and Kaylee. Gosh, um, I am. <laughs> I was telling you before. I am exhausted. Halloween weekend <laughs> wore me the heck out. It's okay. Uh, it's a bonus it a episode. Fun. Loose, yeah, fast and but, uh, loose. It's a bonus there episode. You go. Fast and loose, just how I like them. <laughs> um, and <laughs> uh, it's a family show, kids. All right. Um, but yeah, you know, I, uh, sometimes I wish it wasn't because none of my other content is. Uh, but sometimes any if, if you were going to do any show family family safe one, this would be this one yeah I really really wish I could toe the line more maybe maybe you and I one of these times we can do one like an after dark BG Media oh, after dark and we could start we can labeling a loose. series that yeah we could talk about all kinds of like like M rated games and PC Engine you know eroge games <laughs> PC Engine eroge baby yeah oh, we, could, we could do all we could do all wait. kinds of stuff man <laughs> can we get Jeff in on that one? <laughs> I'm sure we can. Jeff probably je, je, uh, it wouldn't uh, not necessarily PC Engine, but I think he might have some some insight into that. <laughs> and I'm sure we could get Frank in on one of those. Oh, that's a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, I am exhausted, but I'm ready to go. I just drank a giant cup of coffee. I'm Sitting here with the uh, with my vape pen, which I sank back into this past weekend, but ah, don't do it that often anymore. And I know you okay. won't judge, <laughs> but I am high I as am, hell, uh, my friend. I am shirtless as Frank at Burning Man, so <laughs> good to go. It's a good thing it's not a video podcast. Nobody wants to see that. Oh man! All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to get into this bonus episode. Um. <laughs> Especially after that. All right, let's get into it. Let's not talk about anything anymore except Mario and Rabbits. <laughs> but yeah, man. That can, I make, track. can I make that like the the podcast thumbnail? <laughs> no. Um, uh, I, okay. Uh, I, I I rendered you speechless. Now it's your turn. <laughs> Dude, this is gonna be a this is gonna be a fun episode. I can tell already. But yeah, man, this um, this game. I guess it's it's nice that we're kind of bonkers tonight because this whole idea, this whole concept, was just everybody talked about how bonkers it was, how crazy. What Mario and Rabbids? How the hell did Nintendo ever sign off on this? And then it turned out to be like the best thing that the Rabbids have ever been part of. <laughs> oh, dude, it, the first game. I know you haven't played the first game yet. Um, it's it's so well done and. I've not had a chance to play any of Sparks of Hope yet. Um, I do have access to it. Justin bought it, but I don't have the time right now to jump into it. But it is on my radar. It is on the, the, the list of games I need to get to eventually. And I'm really excited to do so because from everything I've heard, it's it's pretty damn good again. Yeah, same here, man. And... Um... Shukapau and Lemon Boy did play a lot of the first game. I don't know if either of them ever beat it, but they played a lot of it. And Lemon Boy asked for Sparks of Hope for his birthday. And he didn't get it, but he got a lot okay. of money. So that was the first thing he bought. And he's been playing it. Did establish why his name is Lemon Boy? <laughs> so Shukapau, of course, is my uh, co-host from Very Good Music. Shoot yes. is yes. 17 this year. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah. um. 
Shu chose that name because that was just the name that she picked but way back when she was still playing Minecraft a lot and well she still does she actually has some videos about it on her YouTube but when she was really starting out at it because she was a really good archer in Minecraft so shoot kapow and it actually used to be shoot kapowy but then she thought that sounded too babyish and so she changed it uh <laughs> lemon boy is my 11 year old son who has and he has been on my show um he and i talked mm -hmm. about yes. cuphead earlier this year yeah. mm -hmm. and um i i don't remember i think it, it i know it was a nickname that shoot and dusk gave to him but I don't remember why. Um, it had something to do with some YouTube series they were watching, and um, that it just the name just stuck. And so that's what we decided we were going to call him to keep him anonymous for the podcast. So, okay, uh, okay. yeah, that's Limit Boy. I just, you know, and was curious. No, I, I think it definitely. I, I've talked about him and not really established it. <laughs> and then my my twins, my eight year old twins, Dusk and Luna, just picked their own names for no reason. Just you know, just um, because. Just because. But yeah, Lemon Boy is kind of a random one, so I understand the confusion there. Um, but yeah, he's been playing Sparks of Hope a lot, and he keeps telling me every time he finds a new thing, and it's really cute and. He's a good little gamer, too, so he's fun to watch play. It's not like, you know, when you have your seven-year-old trying to play Mario for the first time and you're just, like, frustrated <laughs> as hell. Yeah. Um, he's probably better than I am at some of this stuff, so. Okay, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. But, man, one of the things I was super excited about, though, in the first Mario and Rabbids game is Grant Kirkhope's involvement. And because yeah. I love his work and I was excited for him getting to work on Mario. I've listened to a couple of interviews where he talks about how surreal it was when he walked in and they said that's what he was going to be doing. And the only to be able to on Kingdom Battle. He was. Yeah. The only composer. And man, what a soundtrack. What a soundtrack. We played several songs from that on the episode. Yeah, we've had a whole mentioned. episode. Yeah. Yeah. You guys had a whole episode about it. But he's not flying solo on this one, is he? No, man. So when they dropped who was going to be doing the soundtrack earlier this year, I know we were talking about it like the day of in, in our Discord server. You probably guys were talking about it elsewhere as well. Um, Grant was coming back, but was joined by Gareth Coker, which is a really cool get. And much to your enjoyment and adoration, Yoko Shimomura. Very much so. And I love that uh, Gareth Coker, I believe, is an American composer. Um, I'm going to double check that because I'm not sure if he's American or Canadian. No, he is. He is from the UK. He is a oh, British. Oh, he's from the UK. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's right. I heard Lee uh, Tyrrell interviewing him on uh, the sound test. I remember that now. Um, but yeah. Uh, okay. So, man, I thought we had the triumvirates of uh, um, the UK, America, and Japan. But you know what? That's cool, though. Because no, we, we have, we we do have, have the UK, Scotland, and, and Japan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although Grant is, uh, he is an American citizen now living in California. True. So, you know, True. Um, <laughs> but we do have kind of a generational uh, thing going here because um, Yoko, as we have talked about, is one, was one of the earliest big video game composers. And Grant then, of course, came along in the 90s with Rare and well, when Rare hit the N64 and then Garrett Coker, of course, is much more modern than the other two of them. He started in, I think, he, did he start in the, in the 2000s or the 2010s? 2010s. Okay, I thought so. So that, that part of it is cool. but And really not even till 2015 when Ori and the Blind yeah. was released. I mean, he had yeah. two games prior to that, but does anyone remember? That, that? was his big one, yeah. But what's also cool is 
these three composers each also have some fairly distinctive styles. Yes. We've heard that they all have range, of course, but still, I think within that, every composer has kind of their signature sound. And these three are definitely, a lot of times when you hear a track, you can tell this is Yoko Shimomura, this is Grant Kirkhope. But what I was really impressed about with this soundtrack, there were some times when I picked it out and I was like, okay, yeah, this is obviously Yoko, and I was right. But there were other times, and I specifically didn't look at that part of the title when I was listening to it. Right, yeah, because we had access to the the track that or everything that had like the actual individual composers, which I love when we get official soundtracks like that. It makes things yeah. so much easier. Yeah, it, yeah, it was that was great um, to be able to verify that. But there were some times I was surprised. The, there was a a track I was sure was a Kirkhope track, and I look over and it's Gareth Coker, and so. That was cool. Um, that was really cool. I think that they melded very well on this soundtrack. Yeah, I agree. And before we actually picked our tracks, you know, I kind of mentioned how I was going to lay mine out doing three from one and then two from the other two. And I think you basically followed suit with that idea. And I did. I, did. I ended up bringing three from Gareth Coker while you brought three from Yoko Shimomura. And yeah. I thought that would be fitting because Yoko is my favorite, as everybody knows. And also, I mean, Grant's not getting as many tracks. He had the whole first soundtrack. Everybody knows, you know, yeah. this is this is really his baby. And so I don't think that's I don't think that would offend anybody who happened to listen. Um, but it's all it's all great stuff. And yeah, everything we're going to play today, I think, is is really, really awesome. You know, we listened both to the soundtrack start to finish. I don't know how many times you did. I did it twice. Um, <laughs> you probably did it more than me. No, no. I think I only did it twice. Um, okay, okay. I did it once and I picked out my songs and then I asked which ones you picked to help me narrow down yeah, my picks. Yeah. And I already had and my, I, my seven. I, so. I, I listened again and uh, uh, to the ones that I had kind of picked out the first time, I listened back through those to narrow it down. And you, you had only picked, there were only two on your list that were on my short list. And uh, so it was it was kind of a challenge, but there were a couple of times when I had to just kind of be arbitrary. But really, I could have picked pretty much anything from the soundtrack. The whole thing front to back is is really good. Freaking cool. It's really well done. And one of the tracks that I brought from Gareth Coker to the bonus episode today is that opening track, Metagalactic Marauders, which is fairly early in the soundtrack, right? It's track four officially. So I'm assuming, you know, there's, you know, track two is the main menu. Track three is first contact. I'm assuming that's probably a cutscene of some sort. So I'm assuming Metagalactic Marauders is probably the first area. Probably. Probably so. Uh, so Beacon Beach looks like it may be the first, like, area. This looks like it may be the first, like, encounter with some enemies. Oh, you might be right. This could be a boss battle, potentially, huh? Because their boss battle music isn't, like, super bossy. That's Either battle music or boss <laughs> battle music. I'm not sure. There, although there's also a battle of Beacon Beach. I don't know. Is. Maybe this is like the introduction of some of the enemies. Could be. Hmm. I don't know. We could. We could. We can speculate on where we think all of these tracks fall because we have no freaking idea. And <laughs> yep. see how wrong if, we are. Uh, if you know, if you do know, uh, let us know uh, your thoughts in the comments. And um, the comments. Let us know your thoughts on Twitter, on Discord. You know, find <laughs> us and call us out. You know. At me. <laughs> this is the but, first track that Gareth Coker composed that appears on the soundtrack, though, and I think it's a good introduction to his style. Yeah, and this is one of the ones that I had picked out initially on my first listen. Um, okay. So, so it's one of the I two. I think it's one I of his best that, that he actually composed yeah. for this soundtrack. Yeah. 
it's really, really good stuff. Um, and I, I, I want to say that the other one that we both picked is also, maybe, we'll get there, but I think it might also be a Garrett Coker track. I'm not sure. Oh, nice. But, but this was cool. I had never heard him do anything like this soundtrack before. I know. It's usually a lot more slower, more emotional, right? Yeah, but like this one is, you know, upbeat. It's very orchestral. What I also love about the Which soundtrack is Which he is good is you, with is orchestral. That he, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I like how this has, this all, for for obvious reasons, if you look at the, the cover art and know anything about the game, it all has a Mario Galaxy kind of feel to it. And to hear these three legendary composers channeling that type of music is, uh, again, I just can't, can't stop gushing about it. It's pretty freaking Do we cool. know... Before we, um, before we get into the first block, do we know if there was any interaction between the composers, or if they kind of did it separately and just had cues? Um, I do not know. I don't know if it's ever been talked about anywhere. No, Let's we'll have see. to. You know what, man? I I had some I had some videos saved. I was going to watch in preparation for this, and I just never got around to it. But oh well. Um, I don't know if any of the three have done an interview since Sparks of Hope released. Because it's only been two weeks, roughly. Yeah, th- th- there and I think they would have videos. to wait to talk about that until after release. I don't know who the director is. I can't remember. I know who the director is. I can't remember his name. He and Grant always tease each other on Twitter, and it's super funny. But there was an interview with him where he talked about the music a little bit. But I don't know if he said anything. I'm going to listen after, and then I'll know. But it's like, you want to know? Come find us in the Discord, and we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna keep All plugging right. away. Well, shall we jump? to our first block, which happens to be your first three picks of the episode. And the way we broke these blocks up is kind of fun. It is, yeah. We uh, we went with each block is going to have um, and then one the same song order. from each composer yep, in the same order. That's cool. I like the way you did that. And then the final track will be my third Yoko track. And yeah, we're going to start things out with another Gareth Coker track. This is Spout Forth. And once again, like everything is on this episode, Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, released on October 20th, 2022.
Next up, we're going to listen to Payin to Palette Prime, once again from Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, composed by Grant Kirkhope. Rounding out my first block, we're going to listen to Battle of Beacon Beach from Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, composed by Yoko Shimomura. Thank you. 
coming back in, we are first talking about Spout Forth by Gareth Coker. And man, uh, first I just have to say, this whole first block, it, it really has a thematic sort of consistency to it. They all sound like this, like this, these space ballads, um, which of course we talked about the Mario Galaxy connection, but lots of horns, lots of strings. And it was really kind of interesting to hear how the different composers puts all of these like similar ingredients together in slightly different, but still coherent ways. Right. Uh, Because sometimes when you get a lot of strong personalities together, it can be like a too many cooks in the kitchen type thing. And the whole thing doesn't necessarily equal to some of its parts. So it was cool to hear the like how this soundtrack sort of maintained its thematic integrity all the way through. But yeah, spout forth, man. This I think I described this as like it's like hook in space, <laughs> which was a great description. I thoroughly enjoyed definitely that. hear, and you weren't wrong. That, yeah, that John Williams influence with those soaring strings, and the light piano in the background, and the snare, the, all, all the percussion. It's it's minimal drums. It's not a, it's not too busy, but what's there is perfect. It's really really great, man. This was um one of my favorite outside of the ones that I picked and I told you I was really glad you actually brought this because mm-hmm. I was I was a bit blown away by what Gareth Coker was able to achieve with Sparks of Hope here. A lot of his stuff sounds so different than than what we're used to as we mentioned earlier and I think he actually showcases a couple different styles too. I have a slower track a little bit later. Or no, that you you did. You br- I thought about bringing the slower track, but you brought <laughs> the slower one from Gareth Coker. And that's what he's really more more known for, especially yeah. like with Ori is the slower, moodier, um beautiful yeah, that beautiful ethereal kind of music. And this is just a total left turn from that. But I mean, you also talked about while we were listening how we have we know he knows his way around the orchestra. Yeah. And man, man does that that show here. He is He's just channeling John Williams. It's uh, it's incredible, but still with his own style, his own flair. Correct. And just I love all all the little parts and the evolution this song goes through. It's so good and such a good like first track of the episode, not counting the play in. Right. Absolutely. Gareth followed by Gareth. It works. Gets you in the mood. I wish I knew what was happening in this, but it sounds yeah, like a no really idea. like triumphant moment, like the heroes are charging in or something. Didn't you say you found where it takes place? It looks like, just based on the names in the soundtrack, this might take place on the Flower Planet, which I'm not sure... Oh, okay, okay. ...if the name of the planet is Palette Prime or Terra Flora, or if these are just, like, different areas on the Flower Planets. Uh, it's really... Listening to it the first time did, and now talking about it even more really makes me want to get into this game a little bit, see what it's all about. Well, what's interesting is that the track you chose is followed up by the track that I start the next block out with on the soundtrack, so... Yeah, we're not going in soundtrack order since we're doing the back and forth thing and we wanted to you wanted to set it up the way you did with the one from each composer in each block. So Which is yeah, then that followed is up by the next track we're that gonna... you chose by Gareth Coker. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, he had um Grant and Yoko kind of went back and forth a lot, but but Gareth, the the back end of the soundtrack is actually it's very really heavy, heavy on with, him, yeah. With Gareth's stuff. Yeah. So which, I don't know. I don't know what order these things were composed in. It makes me wonder if he was added a little bit later, maybe, and was given, like, some of the end of, this, of the soundtrack to do. But, but, yeah. It's possible. Either way. Yeah. Great stuff. Really great stuff. That might also explain a little bit. He might have been maybe taking some musical cues from things that Grant and Yoko had already done. 
Correct. And, um, you know, but kind of building on that, uh, using his own skill and kind of not imitating, but like I said, building on those ideas. Yeah. Um, because like I said, it's cool to hear how these tracks are all similar, but also how they're each distinct. Like I talked about when we were listening to the next track, uh, PN to Palette Prime, which when I introduced it, I pronounced it PN. It actually is pronounced PN. And a pian is a, um, it's, it's from Greek. It's um, a song or sometimes a poem. It's like a triumphant one. Or sometimes it's about like gratitude, like giving okay. thanks to the gods. Well, that something makes like sense that. now. Yeah, so this is like a thankful or triumphant track. And this has got the, it's really friendly. It's really upbeat. Um, a little, the, the strings are brighter. There's a little more woodwind in this track. But it still, it gets into those like horn hits. And when it got into that, when the horns started coming in and you start to hear like the chimes and stuff, that really reminded me of some of Gustav Holst's work, um, who's most well known for the planets and uh, was actually a big influence on um, he and Stravinsky were really, I think, the two biggest influences on John Williams for the uh, score to Star Wars. So, dang. So, yeah. Um, But man, this is great stuff. And I can hear Grant's in some of this, like the tuba. Yeah. And everything. When that kicked in, dude, that gave me a little bit of goosebumps the first time when I listened to it. I was like, ooh, that's actually really good. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, well, we'll come back to that in a second. One of the other things that you said while we were listening. But I just loved, I loved this track. I like how the first section of it, too, um, it, it has a very, and I say this a lot whenever tracks do because I really enjoy that, but it has a really nice uh, medieval flair to it. It does. The... Uh, there is a, I can't remember which, I think it might be like second suite in F that Holst did where there's a movement called the Song of the Blacksmith. And one of the major um, instruments is the anvil uh, because it's a blacksmith song. And so that the first part of this really reminded me a lot of that feel. With like that booming, whatever it is in the background, every couple. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And I also, I really like the second um, sort of section of the track because you've got one part of the orchestra is staying in one time signature and the other one is syncopated. It's technically in the same time signature, but the way that it plays, it sounds like it's slightly off, but they all, it sounds like it's following kind of a different beat, but they work together super well. And this is a really sophisticated piece of music. It's got, it's got real classical chops. Oh yeah. No, it's definitely, uh, you know, Grant showing his versatility with this one. As he has before, but this is really well done. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then I also love the kind of triumphant way this one ends. It builds up, you know, to something really cool. It's got the bongos in it. I was mentioned. It reminded me of Yoshi. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And but yeah, then, then we move into Battle of Beacon Beach, our first Yoko track of the episode. And man, more than I think either of the other two... This sounds like Yoko, man. And and you called it. You called it. (laughs) Heartless battle music. Yep. Pretty much. I mean, it it would easily fit in any Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, You know, you mentioned the actual Heartless. I just mentioned the the Kingdom Hearts feel that I was getting from this the first time I listened to it. And you were you were right there. Like you think about some of the, the battles with the Heartless that you've had later in some of the Kingdom Hearts games. It sounds just like this. And I think that's so cool, man. Like, I love this track a lot. 
And you said that quite a bit of her music on this sounds reminiscent of Kingdom Hearts. And I mean, that being her like seminal work, it makes sense that that's a huge influence on anything she does afterward. Um, But I mean, we know that she's got orchestral chops uh, from like Mana and of course Final Fantasy and a lot of the stuff that she's done. But I think the tone of this game with it being Mario at heart really does sort of lend itself well to a Kingdom Hearts style sound. Which it's a also crossover has that just sort like of, Kingdom Hearts is. Exactly. Yeah, it is. And it's got it's got both serious elements, but also whimsical elements to it, just like a Disney Square crossover would. So and we also know that Yoko, this is not by any means her first foray into the Mario no, world of course either. Not. So some of this is also, I think uh, Shukapau came in at one point, was listening to some stuff, and it, he said it reminded him of some of the Mario and Luigi music that she had done. So Okay, yeah. Um, so I don't remember exactly what song. I wish I did, but, <laughs> but... And Battle of Beacon Beach. This is one of the earlier tracks on the soundtrack. It looks it like this may actually be one of the first pieces of battle music. It's, it, it is definitely the first one that has battle in the name or any kind of, like, fighting in the name. But... And it's also seems like beacons may be kind of a thing in this game because this is not the first time that beacon yeah, pops up either. Last time, appears a few times on the soundtrack. Yeah, 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 but yeah, man. So you talked about while we were listening, uh, what if we pick our favorites oh, of each yeah. block and then see who see who has the most tallies at the end? Um. This one was hard because, like, these are all so good. I think, though, in going back and talking about them, I've got to land on uh, on P and the Palette Prime as my favorite for this block. Okay, so you're going with Grant. All right. Yeah. All right. I'm definitely think? going with uh, with Battle of Beacon Beach. I'm going to go with Yoko Shimura. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one was also really good. Like I said, all three of these are just fantastic. This is like neck and neck. But I think because, like I said, of some of those, some of the classical flair that P and the Palette Prime has that's what what wins it over for me okay 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 all very good stuff and and now i am excited to get into your first block of tracks yeah let's do that we've got three more coming up in the exact same composer order that we just listened to so we'll kick things off with ballad of Barrendale mesa from mario plus rabbit sparks of hope composed by gareth coker
Next up, let's take a listen to Icy Battle Ballet from Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, composed by Grant Kirkhope. Last up in this block, we'll take a listen to The Temple Under Siege from Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, composed by Yoko Shimomura.
Coming back in, we are talking about Ballad of Barrendale Mesa. Again, composed by Gareth Coker. This is something else, man. It is, dude. This is such a gorgeous, gorgeous track. I was uh, telling you as we got closer to the end of it, but really the entire way through, it is so emotional. And Gareth is, is really, really good at creating emotional music, as we saw in, in both of the Ori games. Have um, have Grant... I mean, Yoko's done some, some pretty emotional music in the past. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Has Grant done really anything, like, super emotional? I I want to say yes. Um, let me look up real quick. We did a Kirk Hope episode last year. I know you guys did one uh, before we did. We did. Yeah. Um, I want to say that some of his stuff in Civilization Beyond Earth, I think he might have done something. Okay, that would make sense. Um, Kingdoms of Amalur. Uh, but there was one in particular. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I'm not thinking of Perfect Dark, although there very well may have been something there, too. That could have been. I just couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. Yeah, I couldn't either. But he has another one that is much more like the story. The The game itself is much more like a it's it had like an RPG feel to it. It might have been Kingdoms of Amalur that I'm thinking of. OK, but um, he also was involved with uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands. Yeah, it says. Yeah. So, um, and I think maybe in his film music, he's had a little more of of that so okay okay but but gareth of course i think of the three is most known for that being like his thing right and he definitely showcases it very strong here um this is probably one of my favorite tracks on the soundtrack after going through it i i just i want to know what's happening so bad like it's such a sad song i was telling you mario but i know dead like Mario yeah, for, for it being like dead. a Mario and Rabbids game. This yeah. this sounds like a Xenoblade track. Like Yeah. <laughs> like someone better be dead or more realistically, we think now by judging off of how the the tracks and the soundtrack are laid out and we're playing all three in order. Gareth, you know, his first blocks, this block and then your next block all start out with all three of these tracks in order, so they kind of tell a mini story in itself. But um Something bad may have happened in the world here during this track. Yeah, like they win, you, you win the battle because that's how you win the round. But then maybe after you win the battle, something happens that like renders that victory meaningless. Like it's, yeah. and, and it looks like the bad guys are going to win. And like it's, you know, like Kefka in the game kind of thing. blows up the world again. <laughs> yeah. But my favorite part World's of this track, though, this is, is right around the, uh, <laughs> the 145 mark. Um, where it's been like slowly building for about a minute. Oh, yeah. And then it just opens up into, and this is the part that said, that, that made me think this sounds like Xenoblade. Like this forlorn, just like barren landscape of nothing but sad strings and just, ugh, it's like a gut punch in the best way. I know, man. It's so good. It just, it literally, like you said, it blossoms open and it's, oh, it's something else. It's, it's amazing. I love this track, so I'm glad I brought it. <laughs> I am glad you brought it as well. Oh, and this this is the other one that was also on my short list. So okay, okay, good. Uh, the the two tracks that you and I both kind of had were were from Gareth. So yeah, good job, nice. good job, buddy. Yeah, you have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> and then we jump to my Gareth track, which is Icy Battle Ballet, 
This is your Grant track. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. My Grant Kirkhope track. You're right. It is my Grant. We just played my Gareth track. This is my Grant track. Yeah. And it starts out again with like a little bit of a of a medieval vibe. So I think it's kind of fun and, and fits right with what we talked about previously. With uh, did you say I think it was called medieval? Pian? I actually I was getting kind of Home Alone vibes. P and Depala Prime is that what you said it's called? P and Depala Prime. Yes. Yeah. P and away. Yeah. I'm just peeing my way there. <laughs> From P into a ballet. <laughs> I can get the home alone. I guess I can't this part though, like around the 30 second mark, this part. Yes. I do think it has kind of a medieval like ballad type feel, even though Yoko was the one who had the ballad in the last block. But anyway, right. uh, No wait, Gareth just did the ballad. That's what it was. There's peons and ballads and ballets and all kinds of stuff. (laughs) But, but the, the whole thing, whether it's home alone or, you know, Hook or whatever, this track is is really, to me, really reminiscent of John Williams. Yeah, you did mention that while we were listening to it. And I definitely can... Because wasn't it... Was it Gareth before with Spout Forth we were talking about the John Williams? Yes. Yeah, so I think yes. this might yeah. even sound more similar to that than, than that one did. But this goes from, like, from Home Alone to, like, Hook to Star Wars... Um, but somehow it maintains this, like, uh, you know, the feeling that he's going for just like builds throughout the song and it does sound cold. Like it sounds icy, but it it also has, it's got a little bit of a battle flair to it, but there's a, there's a bright beauty to this very different from the sad beauty that we just came from, but it's still just really gorgeous track. And this kind of takes place in an area of the soundtrack like followed by some dark mess stuff which you've got a track coming up um, in our next block regarding that yeah whatever that is but I wonder if this is like although there is a track called Icebound Planet part one so so maybe there's an icy planet I was I was thinking maybe it was somewhere in like the darkness of the dark mess but maybe not it looks like maybe there's like a watery type planet and then an icy planet and then a flower planet and then a desert planet is what i'm looking i'm seeing in the track titles yeah something um, like that but yeah this is almost definitely in that dark um or which also makes sense to why it sounds so planet. similar to galaxy if you're planet hopping yes yeah for sure um that is what it looks like but yeah this this looks like it it takes place on the ice planet because before you have the uh um, well, no, this is the first um, ice planet. This is the track, first track, like. yeah. So I wonder if this planet starts out as a battle or just as is a, battle. a battle. Yeah, mm-hmm. this could just be a battle. But then there are some other tracks like Warmth Against the Snow. Fighting so. Penguin Rabbids. <laughs> Ooh, maybe. The penguins are getting their revenge for you throwing them off the ice in Mario 64. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it, it is. I get it now. <laughs> but that was a good track. I enjoyed it the was. Of that one. And then my final nice. track comes from Yoko Shimomura, which yeah, is the your first Yoko Under track. Siege. Yeah, my first from Yoko today. And man, I really dig this track. It's definitely a little bit of a faster pace than her previous one we listened to in your block. Um, I don't think this one sounds so much like Kingdom Hearts. No. Which is why I selected this one because it sounds different. But you were killing yourself trying to figure out what this sounds like yeah i mean maybe some final fantasy vibes um if we're gonna like go go to a series but both of these two last two tracks did have a little little hint of vocals i like that yeah i do like that especially with this being you know a a temple under siege it makes sense for there to be some kind of like chanting going on yeah um but yeah there is a motif in this track that goes 
it's not the same rhythm, but the but the melody is and I know that Shukapau would be able to tell me what it was. Um, but yeah, I can't have for the life of me. I can't place it. So I'll have to ask her. Yeah, but if any any of you guys out there know, uh, you know the the piece of video game music that goes Jeff might have an idea. He he hit me up on my last one. Uh, that I was trying to, when I was trying to figure out what through the masquerade, what that section reminded me of. Oh yeah, he hit me up with that, thinking, asking if I was thinking of something from near. And I said, man, okay. that's freaking possible, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know, let me know if anybody out there knows. What am I thinking of? What are you thinking of? The world hopefully doesn't know, because that would be scary. <laughs> so I went first on my block. Uh-huh. What is your favorite track of this block? Uh, easily, the Gareth Coker track. Same, right, same, absolutely. Yeah. Easily. I think that is, like I said, one of my favorite tracks on the entire soundtrack. Again, all three, very good. But so far of the seven we've listened to at the halfway point here, I think the Gareth one is the favorite that, that we have heard so far. Absolutely, so. absolutely. But let's see if that changes. Yeah, we're moving into another Gareth track, of course, to start out our next blocks. We're going in the same composer order. And my first track of this block is Desolate Beauty. Once again, from Mario Plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, composed by Gareth Coker.
This is Kyle, and one day you can be too. Every Friday, I host what is soon to be your favorite podcast, The Media Files. Me and one of my best friends talk about pop culture happening so that you don't look like an uncultured swine during those boring water cooler conversations. Laughs are shared, tears are cried, and sometimes we have really interesting special guests that you might be familiar with. Download The Media Files wherever you download podcasts, and remember, be kind, be honest, and we'll see you later. Next up in my second block, we're listening to Rulers of Dark Mess from Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, composed by Grant Kirkhope. Thank you. 
Rounding out my second block, we're going to listen to Pixies and Poets from Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope, composed by Yoko Shimomura. talking about desolate beauty the third of our what a the gareth coker man our yeah gareth the, coker story the gareth coker trio yeah they're toward the end of the soundtrack Ooh. you got uh spout fourth you got ballad of berendale mesa and then you have desolate beauty and yeah man i this, was telling you that this blew the, the space again. the use yeah. of open space in this track is so like next level the that's when you know a composer is really breathe man they just have yeah there's so much breath between those oh my god it's so good Taunting. that's when you know a composer really has his his confidence you know he just leaves it bare and lets it speak for itself but man like i said perfect what, song what gareth coker achieved with this soundtrack like this should propel him further than even Ori did. Like with the combination of everything now, this is yeah. So with good. I mean, just so just the good. pedigree yeah. of the game, but then the way that he stepped up, just th- this th- perfect song for the title. I mean, you know, desolate beauty. <sighs> My God, rarely have I heard a better description of the actual song in the title. It's, but yeah, and. You know, Coker is no slouch. Uh, we've talked about it before. I mean, his his work on on the Ori games is just superb. But I feel like being paired with these superstars of composing. I mean, especially Yoko, who everybody knows is just the queen of EGM. <laughs> it just it's gonna it's gonna elevate your game. Like when you're put next to somebody who just really knows what they're doing it really kind of takes you to to another level you know kind of like when i joined this podcast it really made you kind of step up you know because you had to <laughs> it's true man and i didn't uh, no, i did no, not no, I, uh, I did not succeed critically failed <laughs> no way man no way man you've been doing this for much longer than i had when i joined in it's oh, you know man. <laughs> you know when you joined the podcast it was like when that acoustic guitar joined this track and started just slow picking (laughs) it just made it better my god did that part just 
just make that part, man, make me so happy. This, this is super good, super good. The only thing I think that holds it back from from uh, that ballad of Barrendale Mesa is just that, that that track, just by virtue of how it was written, it went more places and it it had more and that movement throughout the song really kind of played with your emotions. Whereas this is just kind of steady, you know, desolation. Um, but man, this is like, I didn't think it could get sadder than that last song, but, but this, this is just, it's meditation music. It's what it is. It really is. It really is. It's perfect. One of the, I think until the next track, this is the longest one so far. That's Lavidia, three minutes and 43 seconds. But then we get into yeah, and, my and longest track. I have another the second Gareth, longest track I have, I have the a, episode. Yeah. And then I have a Gareth track that, uh. That beats yours. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's the longest for sure. But here's uh, my longest song of the episode. We're gonna next talking about Rulers of Dark Mess. And the Dark Mess has to be like this game's version of the Heartless. Like this is like the, the group the bad guys are, you know? Correct. You would, yeah, based on the name and it just makes sense. And the last couple tracks are kind of titled around that too, right? Like this is... One of the last tracks on the soundtrack, Heart of Dark Mess, is another one right after this. Like, that's pretty much the yeah. capstone of the soundtrack. So I'm assuming Dark Mess, the last area? Yeah, like, this is the, like, the lead up to the final boss, and then that's the actual final boss, so something like that. Right. But but this is really cool. It's It's got some elements to it that remind me of some of William's music again, especially Duel of the Fates. There are some instrumental flares in here that remind me of that. But also, especially toward the end when he really gets into the use of the horns and the timpani, uh, this is maybe the most Kirkhopian of the tracks we've heard so far. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I know we were talking about that and how I was trying to figure out, like, because I know a lot of this, uh, certain things I should say about this track reminded me a lot of some Banjo-Kazooie stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we were kind of going back and forth with it. Um, but then I think it just, it reminds me a lot of the first of uh, Kingdom Battle. It really does. Mario plus it really Kingdom does. Battle. Just a cool, like, intense, you know, fitting of, like, a final area. And I love in the last, like, minute of the track when those horns all come in. Ooh, it's really gets your blood pumping. It really does, man. They're very prominent. They're very strong. They fit well. It's good stuff. Listening to it again, as we always do, while we talk about them, and I just I find myself sitting back and just soaking it in again. I do it's too. So good. <laughs> I do too. Sometimes I get lost listening to it, and then like, oh crap, what did he just say? And I just start talking. <laughs> the magic of editing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm at that part I was talking about with the horns, and just <laughs> man, so good. Oh, I also mentioned while we were listening that you can tell this was like a live orchestral recording because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can hear it coming from like the different areas of the orchestra, like trombones are kind of over here and the, the trumpets are over here and just, it's, it's so good. The production on this as well, just, you know, we always talk about the composition, but the production on all of this is just impeccable. Yeah. It's perfect. You enjoyed the end too, with like the crescendo ending. I remember that. Yeah, that's it's a it's like a, a sforzando when all yeah. of a sudden it's like really quiet at the beginning and then it just builds over like the course of a short period. It's yeah, really cool stuff. When those horns came in, I was actually reminded of some parts of the uh, Chronicles of Narnia scores in the first two movies. Oh, okay. Who did those movies? I don't remember. I I looked it up at one point. Looking now, 
think we're both looking it up. Yeah. Music by ah, Harry Gregson Williams was the first two. Oh, okay. yeah, that's it. Yeah, Harry Gregson Williams, also not a stranger to the video game realm. Yeah, Mr. Metal Gear himself. Yeah, ah, that Arnold makes sense too. Third. That makes sense too, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was a little disappointed with the third. Voyage to Dawn Treader is my favorite Narnia book, but... D- David Arnold, movie not, a, okay. not a uh, stranger to video games either. He did the main title theme for 007 Legends, that awful game that released... <laughs> Oh yeah, that was the other thing. There were there were some musical elements of um, Rulers of Dark Mess that reminded me of uh, some of Grant's work on Goldeneye. Yeah. So yeah. But then we get into man, the happiest track I think on the playlist tonight. Probably. This is a fun, fun little ditty. Pixies and Poets by Yoko Shimomura. Just gah, how how bright and beautiful and fun is this? It, I told you, is this the one I told you reminded me a lot of like Viva Pinata? Yeah, I was actually, I mentioned <laughs> that when we were listening, I was like, okay, this has to be a Grant track. And I looked over and, oh no, it's Yoko. But yeah, you said earlier, my you of Viva Pinata. And then after I realized it was Yoko, I realized I was getting some Mario RPG vibes in yeah, this as well. In certain areas, for sure. Absolutely. I love that flute or whatever that is. It's, mm, oh my yeah, God, it's a flute. It's so good. It's like the Pied Piper. Yeah, everything is just so playful and bouncy. It, it also reminded me, I said, of the, um, the 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 snowy area of Mario Odyssey when you're actually like inside and talking to the to the round walrus dudes. Yeah. Um. It it really it has a it has a Christmas feel to it, which is weird because this looks like it takes place on the Flower Planet. But but doesn't this sound like just a like a fun holiday track? It does. It absolutely does. I think. Uh... Oh man, it sounds like one. What does it sound like? Actually, it has one of those more upbeat Christmassy songs. Um, I think of a sleigh ride. I don't think so. I'm I mean, gonna, I I'm not going to think bit, on it too long. Some of the progressions, yeah, it's it doesn't remind me as strongly of something as that last Yoko track. But, right? No, for sure. But yeah, I, I hear what you're saying though, for sure. But uh, but man, you know, I don't know. I I I think that that might be my favorite track of this block. It's Ooh, just okay. It's okay. so fun, so like Yoko for what here. it is. Okay. Yeah, it's just really cool. I love All right. it. I am going back to back Gareth Coker. All right. Okay. I, uh, I don't know, man. Something about Desolate Beauty. It's very haunting. I'm still yeah. thinking about it. Like it's such a great piece of music, and it's so different. You know, Ballad of Baron Del Mesa. It, it's got some of the emotions, some of the slowness. But Desolate Beauty is so different from everything else on the soundtrack. It stands out. Yeah, very much. Very much. <sighs> well, I, right. I didn't realize this, but I, I actually, I had, um, I left in bold all of the tracks that were on my short list. So after oh. we listen to your last block, okay. I can go through and talk about some of my honorable mentions. Yeah, let's do that. Because yeah. um, I was reminded that one of them is actually a counterpart to one of your tracks in this next block. Oh, nice. But let's uh, let's get into it. Let's get into our longest song of the episode. Yeah, we're going to kick things off with that longest song. It is Daphne's Trap from Mario Plus Rabbit Sparks of Hope, composed by Gareth Coker. Thank you. 
Coming up next, we're taking a listen to Midnight Ball Left Turn from Mario Plus Rabid Sparks of Hope, composed by Grant Kirkhope.
Hey, and last up before we close the episode out, let's take a listen to Yearning to Bloom from Mario Plus Rabbid, Sparks of Hope, composed by Yoko Shimomura. Coming back in, we are talking about Daphne's Trap, again composed by Gareth Coker. And from what I can tell, Daphne is a boss in Sparks of Hope. She is described as a plant rabid. It's like a, a female rabid with, with some plant tentacles sticking off of her. Like rabid poison ivy. <laughs> Basically, yeah. And she's wearing like a, a weird mask that covers her eyes and uh, it says here uh, her, her bio actually mentions a track that we pr- uh, played previously it says it was on Berendale Mesa that we crossed paths with the most vile corrupt spark hunter of them all Daphne she toyed with us like a cat would a mouse though she derived from neither Cursa instead Ooh. fused DNA with a rare species of pink climbing rose those often found in secretive corners of moonlit gardens. She is sneaky and uses her thorns well, not to defend, but to destroy. Ah, man. Cool. Cool stuff. Spark Hunter. So the sparks, for anybody who hasn't played, are, they're basically Luma Rabbids. Um, they're like, yeah, if you look a at the cover one, and you see a like, one, a red yeah, one. Yeah. You see the ones that look like Lumas with rabbit faces and ears. Those are sparks and they give you special abilities kind of like the wisps in Sonic Colors. Yeah. So 
So Daphne is a spark hunter. She's trying to extinguish the sparks, I guess. She is man, a spark hunter. This track, first of all, this I, I think this is our strongest block of the show. Okay. This, the, the, all three of these tracks are just fantastic. I think I could agree with that. And this one just goes so many places. Like, I mean, it's the longest one, so of course, but every section just reminds me of something new. I was getting hints of, I mean, John Williams can't get away from on, on this kind of thing, but getting some hints of uh, Modest Mussorgsky, uh, kind of a lesser known Russian composer, probably most famous for pictures at an exhibition, which I love that, that I guess you'd call it a suite or maybe a symphony. Uh, we performed that my senior year of marching band, and I will always remember it. It was so fun. Um, got some Wagner vibes as well, though. I mentioned Ride of the Valkyries to you. Yeah. Um, but definitely that like Russo-German kind of romantic period stuff. Really, really strong, really bombastic and in your face. Yeah, you, you called it when you said this is definitely a boss fight, and it's fitting of one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's... Like, I mean, there's some other that we didn't play. There was some other lengthier tracks on the episode, I think, or on the soundtrack. I think there was some other four, maybe a few other five minutes as well. Um, usually for these kind of games, you expect to have a couple of those, like, sweeping boss movements. <laughs> yep, for sure. Yeah, this one's really well done. And then we move into my middle track in that block there, which is Midnight Ball Left Turn which happens to be the second track in like the Midnight Ball trilogy. So it starts yeah. off with right turn, goes into left turn, and then say your goodbyes. All composed by Grant Kirkhope. Yep, yep. And it looks like this is the final section of the Ice Planet from what we were seeing. Yeah. Based on its placement in the soundtrack. Uh, I mentioned when we were listening that I had some trouble placing it at first because it, 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 I thought it, maybe it was Gareth Coker just because it didn't sound like Hercope or um, Shimamura at first. Yeah, it really didn't. I kind of, you know, I, I did, when I played the tracks, I was seeing who composed them at the same time, just how it appears on my screen in the program that I use while I was working and mm -hmm. listening to the soundtrack. Um, I was a little surprised to see this was Grant Kirkhope because it, it definitely sounds a bit different from some of the other stuff he's worked on and even... Some of the, like the entire Midnight Ball trilogy sounds a bit different mm -hmm. than, than what he did on Sparks of Hope. But man, when those vocals kick in again around like the, I don't know what it was, like 50 second mark or something like that. Oh, it's just so good. It's so epic. Yeah, I, I love it when like the horns come in around the 120 mark. Um, the the brass section is just really killing it at that point, and then yeah, the vocals come back in after that, and really really cool. Really, this feels like boss music as well. It does. It, has to be. it does. I'm assuming you know this is like a a three stage fight, right turn, left turn, mm -hmm. final phase. Say your goodbyes. <laughs> Gotta be. Gotta be. What a good track though, man. It's so good. For and then sure, we go sure. to another excellent track from Yoko Shimomura in Yearning mm -hmm. to Bloom. Yeah, this one is, is it's like the opposite of Desolate Beauty. This one is very hopeful. It's really triumphant. Um, just really exciting track. And yeah, a lot of that has that to do with guitar, that electric guitar. Man. I was going to say, holy crap. <laughs> so good. <laughs> I'm just listening again. <laughs> I got lost in that guitar. It reminds me, You, I think you said it reminds you of like something anime related did you not 
I did. Yeah. I also uh, I wanted to mention about the the uh, Kirk Hope track we just listened to that I was getting a lot of Danny Elfman vibes, especially were, in the back half. Yes, which you were. which should have been a tell because Kirk Hope often reminds me of a uh, of like Elfman influence. But yeah, the more I listen to this track, the yearning to bloom. Um, I mean, and even the title, it, it sounds like it could be like a magical girl transformation song. <laughs> In parts, I definitely can hear that after you said that. Um, but then, when it slows down in the second half of the song, though, very different sound, but still really cool. Oh, it's so good, man! It's so good. Like, it doesn't remind me so much of of Kingdom Hearts. It does in certain areas, but this just, yeah, man, you you mentioned it when like we were talking about what it would have sounded like if Yoko would have actually done anything for Galaxy or even Odyssey to an extent, right? Um, it would sound a lot like this. And this just makes me really happy. It's so well done. Yeah, it does. It's It sounds, again, kind of like the uh, Pixies and Poets. It's it's a nice sort of counterpoint to a lot of kind of the darker stuff that we hear. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. Um thinking on which one would be my favorite from this block it's hard man like i said this this one was a really strong block it's really challenging um i'm torn between either grant or yoko in this block i think i enjoyed both of those more so than the gareth track in this one um but i think i'm gonna go with grant interesting because after listening again i think i'm gonna go with uh with gareth coker Okay. I just, okay. the the dynamism of that track and the way it kept moving from place to place and just, I, I used the term earlier on Grant's uh, P and the Palette Prime. And again, maybe it's that classical influence I was talking about, but this is just so sophisticated and really shows and like a level of skill that you just, you just can't ignore. So, which puts yeah. our official tally at uh, four for Gareth, two for Grant, and uh, two for Yoko. I had wow. Gareth twice, and you had Gareth twice, and then we had the others one apiece. Look at that, man. Look at that. That's so cool. <laughs> kind of nice. Well, congratulations, Mr. Coker. Yes. Yeah. It shows how, how much what he What a debut impressed. in Mario, and I guess Rabbits at the same time. I guess, yeah. Yeah. So cool. Man, this was this was such a fun episode. I'm really glad that I, I decided to join you on this one. Yeah, you definitely mentioned you know the idea of... Because I didn't have a bonus episode on the schedule for November... And you had mentioned wanting to do something for Sparks of Hope. And we just decided to throw it together as a bonus episode. And you're like, yeah, just make sure I'm there with you. And I was like, all right, I can do that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, for me, you can't really have... If you're going to have an episode where you're talking about Grant Kirkhope or Yoko Shimomura, let alone both of them, I have to be there. Yeah. Because, you know, and and then it turned out that of the songs we picked, you know, Gareth was... Stole the show. Was, yeah, stole the show, man. Stole the show. High praise indeed. Yeah, but very well done. Yeah, and but I, we have one more track. So I don't have. We do have one more track. Uh, I mentioned that I was going to talk about some of my honorable mentions yeah. that didn't quite make the cuts, even though they very easily could have if I chose my tracks on a different day. You never know. <laughs> and I don't know who composed these. So if I mean, if you have that list up, maybe you can kind of tell us as I go down the list. Yeah, but, I can look if I can find it quick enough. Let me see. We've got uh, track seven, Dark Secrets on a Sunlit Planet. Okay, that was Yoko Shimomura. And then uh, number 10, Beacon in the Dark Mess. Was, I didn't play that one, right? You did not. That was also Yoko Shimomura. Okay. Uh, Midnight Ball Right Turn might be my favorite of the ones I didn't pick. Was Grant Kirkhope. 
Grant Kirkhope. Yeah, you talked about that. Fantastic track. Mm-hmm. Definitely suggest everybody go listen to that one. Uh, number 31, Interstellar Invaders. Was also Grant Kirkhope. Okay. Uh, number 34, Hitting Bedrock. Was Grant Kirkhope. Okay. And number 37, Planet in Pre-Bloom. Yoko Shimomura. Uh, number... Oh, no, that was it. Those were the ones I did not pick. Okay, so, so you didn't have any honorables from Gareth. Just I didn't. From, from I, I, I picked all the ones. But, yeah, you picked but all the ones you liked from him. Or I did, he and you just the left fewest. them off. Yeah, he did. I think he, he had... Um, how quickly do you think you could tally up the like how many each one composed? Oh, really quick. Uh, so two, four, six, eight, nine. There were 52 eight, total. Nine. nine for Gareth Coker. Okay. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two for Grant, and then the rest were Yoko. So two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-one. So Grant had the most. Okay. Twenty-two to Yoko's twenty-one to Gareth's nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, man, especially for which having makes sense. Composed Grant did the entire the first soundtrack, tracks. right? He did the yeah. entire first. So I mean, he should have probably the most. And if you're going to bring Yoko on, though, you're going to have to give her a good chunk. Oh, yeah. You give her half the soundtrack, basically. But yeah, it does make sense for uh, for Gareth to have, have the fewest uh, of those three. But then the fact that he had our, our favorite tracks of the of the yeah. episode is even that much more impressive. I mean, percentage-wise, just Correct. what a ratio. It's but awesome. yeah, we, um, we're going to close out with Sights and Sense of Terra Flora, which th- the reason I thought this would be a great closer... Um, is it, it sounds so Mario Galaxy. It really like does. Like, so... It's just channeling things like Gusty Garden. It also reminds me of the uh, the Cloudy Kingdom area of Super Mario RPG. Very much but so. But just really lots of Mahito Yokota vibes in this. Oh, yeah. It's... Man, it's such a... Oh, it's such a vibrant track. I really like this one a lot. Um, great word. It's a great, great way to close the show, actually. Yeah, like if you're going to go away with, with a track that just gives you the feeling of this game and the soundtrack, I feel like this is the one to go with. So so there you go. Yeah. What a fun episode. Indeed. Very and a, much. And a bonus episode. And it's nice that you were here for, you know, the normal episode this week and the bonus episode since you'll be gone next week. But uh, you'll be back in roughly two weeks, depending on how the episodes post with uh Another fun themed episode, and then you'll be back for uh, two edition, like two back-to-back weeks at that point too. So be kind of nice. Yeah, I'm excited. I've got my tracks almost narrowed down for that theme episode. This was okay. another one that required some research, and um, I think you're going to be excited about the the tack I'm going to take with it. Very retro sounding episode. I always dig those. Very much so. Yeah, and yeah. Be fun. I'm excited though. It's good stuff. It'll be fun. Um, you always ask me, I guess. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. you need to plug. So I want to plug real quick Shoot Kapow's YouTube channel. Um, it has really started getting some traction. Uh, he, she did a, um, a tier list of all of the Pikmin areas, and that video it took off. has blown up. It's Yeah, it's got over 5,000 views at this point. Um, her, her subscriber count is up in, I think it's in like the 160s now, which for having just started, she's doing really well. Um she recorded a couple of uh, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's Let's Plays uh, to lead up to Halloween. It's her first time playing the game, and so she was uh, appropriately creeped out by some areas and had a lot of fun with that. 
Um, but yeah, just lots of really cool stuff. She, one, maybe my favorite video of hers that she's done so far, she talked about some of the games that are nostalgic for her. And it's a pretty short video, so it's a nice kind of entryway in the series. So let's just go to go to YouTube and look up Shukapow and, and you, you'll find her. Uh, it's the channel. She has a channel that she had to abandon because we forgot the password <laughs> for, the, for the account. But <laughs> so it's the one with more subscribers. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that she I should plug. have enough to get youtube.com forward slash shoot Kapow now. I think um, she said that for some reason it wasn't letting her do that. But YouTube is also now rolling out usernames, which also yeah, lets you customize mm-hmm. the URL. So yeah. yeah, handles. Yeah. So. So, um, yeah, that one, uh, that's, I think she's going to get one pretty soon here anyway. Um, and then, yeah, for Halloween, I released the October episode of the movie bar about the devil's advocate. It's our longest episode to date. Um, but we talk about some, some really cool stuff in there. So if, uh, if you're interested, go check it out. The movie is pretty intense. It's our most adult movie that we've seen so far. There's lots of lots of grown-up stuff in it uh, but it's a it's just it's kind of a wild ride i wouldn't call the movie a great movie but i enjoyed watching it and i really enjoyed talking about it um and by the time this episode airs hopefully i will have uh posted the second to last episode regular episode of very good music about ending themes so you can find that on your podcatchers very good music of egm podcast and uh the of the penultimate episode penultimate podcast yep yep sad times but you know we're we're both still going strong doing doing big things and uh yeah i'm excited excited about this next chapter i'm excited to hear the episode i can't wait thanks man yeah but i guess that'll bring us to the close of the show for this week we do want to thank you for staying with us and listening to another episode of bg mania made possible of course by rpgera.com if you like video game music, or more importantly, you like us and you want to help us grow this show, check the description box for ways you can do just that, including a link to join our Discord community. Click it, join it, and interact with us. We'll be back next month. December has a bonus episode, too. Badrath won't be there, but someone else will. It'll be a good one. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned. Excited. What are we closing out with? Taking us out of this episode, we're going to be taking a listen to Sights and Scents of Terraflora from Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope. Released October 20th, 2022. And this track was composed by Yoko Shimabura. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.